All right, we're here with Nicole Millage. Uh, she's uh, gearing up for some more competition with USA sitting volleyball. It's the Pair of Pan American Games coming up later this month. Uh, before we talk about that, why don't you talk about the year so far and the uh, competition schedule you guys have had? Uh, sure, yeah. We've mostly been just doing a lot of training leading up to this point because this, this will be our biggest tournament for the year. So we've done our usual training spots like crossroads and um, opens, which was in Columbus, Ohio this year. So really it's just been a lot of training and trying new things leading up to the Parapan American Games and then, of course, one year out from Tokyo now. So the Parapans are coming up uh, starting August 23rd in Peru. Uh, so tell us a little bit about that. Uh, who all besides the U.S. is going to be there? What the competition level is, is going to be like? That sort of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the teams that are going to be there are USA, Brazil, Peru, and Canada. So it's teams from our zone. So this will help someone from our zone get um, qualified for Tokyo next year. And we're already qualified because we got second place at world at the world championships last year. So it's not obviously a, a big competition for us because we're already qualified for Tokyo. But, um, you know, I would say Brazil is probably our toughest competition. They're getting better and better every year. So we definitely look forward to playing them. And you mentioned training. Um, tell us about that. I know every once in a while you'll go down to Oklahoma, right, to do some training? Right. Oklahoma is our primary training facility. So we go there, um, you know, more than we go anywhere else unless we go to these other competitions that are going on and it helps get exposure for our team. So there'll be like huge standing tournaments or indoor, whatever you want to call it, and we'll go and um, train there so that, you know, it gives our team exposure. But we're primarily in Oklahoma, like I was just there a couple weeks ago. So we'll go for a long weekend of training and, um, you know, really hit it, you know, hit the ground hard because we're just in our primary spot. We have everything that we need there and it's just, it's a tough weekend. What well, What does a typical weekend consist of? A lot of scrimmaging, a lot of uh, uh, conditioning, a little bit of both? Yeah, it's a little bit of everything. Um, we usually get two practices in a day, um, and then we'll have anything from sports psych meetings to nutrition meetings, like team meetings, individual meetings. Like it's all packed into one weekend, so you're literally going from like six thirty in the morning until ten o'clock at night. So it's jam packed and. You don't want to waste a moment when you're there. <laughs> you also uh, train a little bit here, correct, with Coach Alfie Reft, who's an assistant for the Illini women. Yes. So when you're able to, to get into Huff, uh, tell us about what you do there. Yeah, every once in a while, um, Alfie and I will get in there, and he'll just kind of hit the ball at me. We'll do some peppering. You know, um, I'll do some serving. So it's really nice to have, you know, a place that I can go in and do that and play with somebody that knows volleyball as well as Alfie knows volleyball. I've also um, scrimmaged with the coaches every once in a while. And so it's just a ton of fun because – Everybody that sits down and tries it, like, loves it, and then they kind of get it, you know, and so they want to do whatever they can to help out. So, yeah, Alfie has been a huge help for me. You mentioned the last time we talked that on the uh, team there's a huge age range, correct? I think you said the youngest is in her teens, yes. and then you're on the 
older end. <laughs> Not to necessarily uh, uh, harp on that, but uh, it kind of leads to the question of, do you take on more of a uh, uh, mentorship type role since you are one of the older ones on the team? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm, you know, I'm 42 and I'm totally proud of that. I mean, I love that I still get to play this sport, you know, this many years later, this many years away from, you know, when I started at, you know, Jefferson Middle School and Centennial High School. So I love that I still get to play, especially at the top level that we're at. You know, it's so much fun for me. So, but yeah, I do take on more of a mentor um, leadership role, you know, just kind of being an ear for the younger ones and listening and trying to like help them through the difficult times because if I have anything, it's experience. (laughs) So yeah, so I really relish that, you know, role that I have on the team right now. You also, from time to time, will speak here, correct, in, in Champaign to, like, uh, uh, kid groups, elementary schools. What What's kind of your, your message there? Yeah, I'll get a lot of um, schools that approach me with younger kids, and it's just, um, the goal there is just kind of expose them to somebody with a disability, you know, expose them to the different adaptive sports, and just make it more of a norm for them to see someone like myself um, or the other athletes here in town, you know, the, the wheelchair racers, there's a lot of Paralympic athletes in Champaign. So just to have some exposure to that and be like, hey, you know, we're just like you. We just um, do things a little different, but we're all doing the same thing and trying to compete and have fun. So uh, not to put you on the spot, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 2020 in Tokyo, is that going to be the last hurrah for you in the sport or... Yeah, <laughs> nobody believes me when I say that because <laughs> I said that, you know, 2016 in Rio was going to be my last, but I I just didn't feel like I was done. Even leading like that 6 months leading up to Rio, I was like, "Oh man, I don't I don't want to stop doing this. I love my team. I love the sport." I was like, "I feel like I have one more quad left in me." So, I decided to stick it out and it's been a great decision. I mean, it's difficult at times, obviously, managing my job here um, at the city of Champaign and then everything with training and being gone a lot. Like I was just gone for training and now I'm gonna be gone two weeks, you know, in Peru. So it's a lot to manage, but after Tokyo, I will definitely be ready to hand it over and let the young ones run with it. So uh, in this final, year or so, I guess, um, is it a good feeling? Is it a feeling of, you know, I wish I could have done more or I'm happy with what I did? I mean, how are you, how are you approaching this final year? I would say it's a good feeling. I mean, I am trying to really take everything in, enjoy every moment, not let the little stuff bog me down, you know, just I realized that this is how many people get this opportunity in life. So I've had a great run with 14 and a half years now. So I just want one more year that I can like really remember. And I'm just positive attitude. That's my number one thing that I'm going into this year with. Sure. So you mentioned your day job is uh, here with the city and you're kind of the coordinator for all things recycling. So uh, tell us what uh, is, is the latest there. I mean, anything going on? I know electronics recycling are always very popular, but uh, what, what else is, is going on that our local community should know about? 
So yeah, so we have our fall electronics collection coming up on October 12th. The online registration for that opens September 9th. So that of course always keeps me really busy like getting ready for that. And then we do have another event coming up in October that I can't talk about yet, but I'm super excited about and I can't wait until it's official so that I can tell the community about it. But yeah, so I have to sit on that one a little bit longer, but it's definitely going to keep me busy this fall and it's going to be a lot, but I look forward to it because we need it here in the community. And we've got all the students coming back, so uh, I assume the message there is put it in those feed the thing bins if you can right yeah absolutely and we have yeah like campus move in move out time going on this month and we have a cardboard only dumpster program that we do where we set out some cardboard only dumpsters on campus so that you know any overflow people can put their cardboard in those dumpsters instead of throwing it out and letting it go into the landfill so we have that and I'm also promoting, you know, of course, all the places that you can donate stuff. So it's so easy for some of the students to just like throw it out into the dumpster. But, you know, if it's perfectly good reusable stuff, there's lots of places that you can donate it. So I have all that on our website as well. Things like like a gently worn couch or is that what you're talking about? Like donate it to maybe like Habitat for Humanity? Is that what you're getting at? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So there's multiple places. Um, Habitat is definitely one of them. University YMCA is having their dump and run this week. So that's perfect for people to get rid of gently used clothes, couches, furniture, appliances, you know, anything like that, that they don't want anymore but that you know they can easily resell so that's that's a great opportunity right there